Hello, lifers. This is Heather Drew, and this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. Today, I come to you from my lovely basement. And by lovely, I mean horribly ugly and cluttered basement. And uh, my dryer is running, so there's lots of zippers clanging in the background. I apologize. But the show must go on. Doesn't it need to? Yes. So today, uh, I want to tell you something. We are only four episodes away from my one from this our one year anniversary together. Yay! That's exciting. Uh, four episodes. In four episodes, this will be in existence for one year. That's amazing. I'm. Ugh! It's just amazing. I can't wait to do my one year one year episode. It will be so good, so great. I'm so looking forward to it. I've already thought about it. So I want to tell you something cool really quickly before I jump into this episode. Um, I looked at some analytics on this website, just on the website content. I can't see who's listening on I, iTunes. Uh, it doesn't seem to show me that kind of content, but on my website, there are listeners from at least 10 countries in the world, which is so exciting. I have listeners from the Philippines, Tunisia, Rwanda, England, Ireland, Austria, Spain, Jordan, and Iran. I cannot believe this. This is so crazy. And there are 27 states represented. Just for fun, I like I went through the list a couple of days ago. And that's what I found. 27 states, 10 countries. Oh, so amazing. And that's only in the past 15 days. So that's only what I looked at. They only list the last 15 days. How amazing is that, my friends? so cool. So to all you listeners around the world, we love you. I love you. I'm so grateful for your listening and your engaging in this podcast. And uh, please email anytime life in the whirlwind at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you think about this and see how it's been for you, especially coming up to this one year episode. If this is just a I got an email, an amazing email from one listener this week about what this has meant to her. And, uh, I just love to hear these things. Like, what has it been like for you all? So please send, send them my way, uh, especially before December. So I can do one year, a fabulous one year episode. Okay. Now business, business, business. Okay. So today is episode 48 and this episode is called, uh, the thing about journeys. Now there's not just one thing about journeys, of course, but it was a catchier title if I said the thing about journeys. So I went with that. Okay. So I want to talk about journeys today. Um, (laughs) a journey here, here's the statement that I want to make to begin with a journey. It seems like a lot of people are on journeys who are listening to this podcast. Uh, I've gotten so many stories and questions about journey-like things, and it just, I, I, it needed to happen. It was going in that direction that we were going to do an episode about this. So a lot of people are on grief journeys, growth journeys, healing journeys, um, literally like physical journeys. 
from one country to the other, uh, like moving kind of thing. Um, life changes, journal. I'm just looking through like all these lists of things that I've written down. Uh, journeys to deeper knowing, all all different kinds of things. So a lot of people are on journeys here. So I want to talk about this today. I thought about it. And a journey is a frontier on the edge of becoming. When we are on a journey, we are on the frontier, which is at the edge of becoming. So many things await us at all times of our lives. There's, you know, but then there's these certain seasons that are extra ripe for our becoming something greater, something deeper, bigger. Am I becoming smaller or larger kind of thing? Um, so tons of things await us all the time, but there do seem to be these certain seasons that are particularly growth oriented, becoming oriented. Often these journeys are full of loss and grief and really difficult questions and trial and tension and heat and, you know, even, even hopelessness at times. So, uh, let's, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but let's also remember that at the center of this, this is, there's a really interesting thing about journeys is because it's a frontier. There's also at the center of the experience, this degree of awareness that there's this greater capacity that's coming, this greater awakening or awareness that is possible. It's like right at the surface. It's like about to surface. So it's like a both and mix. It's this tension of such incredible opposites, the journey of becoming, you know, it's this, somehow it's this fragile yet incredibly strong state of being. There's hopelessness, but you're also unshakable. Um, you're sort of like feeling slaughtered, but you're also still moving. It's very full of tensions. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of, it can be maddening. Let's be honest. Like, let's be Let's be truthful. It can be maddening. Uh, so I want to, I kind of want to talk about, as we think about that maddening quality, I want to think about some other qualities of journeying because I think it's important to name these things. So I'm just going to go through a couple of thoughts that I had and I'm going to, you know, kind of cover a couple qualities of journeys. And if you have extras that you'd like to add, please let me know. Uh, and then we're going to hear from three other voices at the end to see what they have to say about journeys. So here's one of the qualities that I thought of about journeys. Some things while you're in the journey are dying and some things are coming alive. So the word crucible comes to mind. A crucible, so it's not just the book that you read in seventh grade for summer reading. A crucible is a container where substances, usually usually it's metal, but substances are put 
into this container and then they are subjected to extremely high temperatures. And what it does is it refines these metals. It burns away impurities, but it also leads to the creation of something completely different, something new. So in this burning of impurities, usually we like the idea of losing impurities. That's okay by us. It's the burning that we don't always love. Uh, not so enjoyable. But let's be real. That's what the journey feels like. It feels like a crucible. It feels like we're put into a container and the heat is turned up full blast and we feel the temperature rising and it is hard. It is extremely hard. And this is different than, you know, trauma, by the way. This is different than, this is like growth process journeying, like the frontier of becoming, like I said. Um, another analogy of this is, you know, unless a seed dies, a plant cannot be born. Unless a seed falls to the ground, something can't be born from it. So the death of one thing gives birth to another. Uh, that's what the journey seems to be very wrapped up in, whatever the journey is. Here's another quality. We, when we're on a journey, we often want to go back to old familiar places, like badly. We really, really want to go back there. Cognitively, we know that it, it, that place won't serve us anymore. Those things that we used to do don't work anymore. And we know that it won't serve us in our minds. We understand that. But there's some part of us that wants comfort so badly. We want a break from the distress so badly that we move back to, it's almost like the higher the heat, the quicker we move back to the last place we felt like things were okay back to the last place we felt like we knew what was going to happen. We knew what was going to uh, work out okay for us or we were in control. Except the problem, and this is like we all know this, but like I want you to like feel this in your guts when I say this. Those places, because it's like the second we leave on the journey, those places automatically become too small. It's like we've gone and we can't go back. Think about maybe something's coming to mind for you, what that looks like. Maybe you have a situation that's coming to mind, but just kind of like treasure that for a moment. As soon as you've left a place, you've at least part of you has outgrown it. And, um, and I don't mean escaping from a place. I mean like really leaving, like some intuitive knowledge in you. It was sort of like, no, it's time to go now. This needs to happen. Here we go. So as soon as you leave, it's like you've already grown out of that place to a degree. Doesn't mean you can't go back at some point. It, it's a, let's not get nitpicky. You know what I'm saying. Um, but when this happens, here, here's what I recommend. So when we feel this impulse to go back to old ways, let's say it more like that. When we have this impulse to go back to old ways, just because we're feeling the heat turn up, 
Here's what I would recommend to you. And I think I've said this before, but this is what I do. I'm dead serious. I do this on a regular basis. I have to do it less and less because I'm getting more practiced at it sort of without all the steps. But, um, early on in my journey that, uh, helped me experience more of my mountain self, this is what I would do. I would have an experience that totally shook me. Uh, I wanted something and, or I like, you know, I felt I needed something and I, and that wasn't available for whatever reason. It was just like a thing that like I felt security in and it wasn't available to me. Like emotional security wasn't available. I would literally sit down in a spot, whether it was like a chair, I usually sit on the floor or on the ground outside if possible. I breathe on purpose you know, I'm paying attention. I'm closing my eyes. I am focusing on my breath in and out. I will even say to myself, I am breathing in, I am breathing out. I think I've said this to you before, but I, I'm breathing on purpose and I'm feeling the ground on purpose, like really, really feeling the ground. Like I'm thinking, okay, my body is sitting on the ground. It is being held by the ground. And then I wait it out. I wait out that emotional storm because I think, you know, I think to myself, this is going to pass. I am the mountain. This is weather. It is going to pass. I'm going to wait it out. Oh, it sounds like crazy. Like, why should that work? But I'm telling you, it's, it kind of does. It's, I mean, it doesn't always. Like, it takes a lot of practice. The first time you're like, nope, I'm going to die. This is going to kill me. <laughs> It's definitely going to happen. Uh, that might happen for several times before you actually are like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I actually feel like the mountain. Okay, wait, maybe I'm not going to get blown over and destroyed. Okay, I can sit here. I'm breathing. I'm feeling the ground. Okay. And, you know, here's another thing that's really helpful when we're feeling this way and when we need to practice this. You know, the old way, in the old life, before the journey, we probably had a very specific idea of what would make us okay. We had a very specific concept of what would bring us peace and uh, what would secure us. That is called anxiety. It, there's, there's a certain level of okayness that's always present and available, but like anxiety is just like, nope, 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 nope. So keep in mind that, oh man, you know, like so many episodes are coming back to my, this is like a summary episode in a lot of ways. Uh, if you can observe the anxiety, you are bigger than it. You've got the pa you've got the power, you've got the reins. That's why I always say like, name it as clearly and descriptively as possible what's happening to you so you literally say okay I'm sitting down I'm feeling the ground I'm breathing on purpose I'm inhaling I'm exhaling um, it feels like I'm going to die <laughs> I think I'm lonely like I'm naming this I think I'm feeling lonely I feel disconnected I am okay I am connected to the earth. I'm connected to God. I'm connected to myself. I'm bigger than this feeling and it will pass. And then I just keep breathing and I just keep naming that like this is this feeling. So 
Sounds cuckoo bananas, but try it. Might be interesting. I'm keeping, I'm like bringing you back to these things over and over. Not to sound like a broken record, but because practice literally means repeat. So we're just repeating over and over. Okay, try this. Okay, try this. Uh, it's what works for me on the journey. Okay, here's another quality of the journey. Silence, quiet, and solitude are absolutely required. When I say silence, quiet, and solitude, this is extremely different than isolation. I don't mean uh, recoil and hide. That's called shame. That's different. Uh, That's not what we're looking for. So what I am recommending, what I am suggesting is that... uh, Okay, here's, here's, here's my... Here's my analogy. Here it comes. It's coming. It's giving, my brain's giving birth to an analogy right now. So this summer, my kids bought a crystal making kit. Uh, I think it was at the science museum or something. So they buy this kit. In this kit, you get this solution. It's incredibly concentrated, an incredibly concentrated solution. And you put it in this little tray And then I forget exactly how this all works. I think you put a rock in the middle or something like that. And what happens is you are supposed to let it sit as still as humanly possible for as long as humanly possible until the crystals form. Because if you bump it, the crystals can't set. It's like such a delicate process. It starts so microscopically, the crystallizing process, that if you bump it, it's like it has to start all over again. It's like bumping the record needle. You got to go back. You got to like find the spot again. Uh, I think I just dated myself slightly. Anyway, I, I still listen to records. I like, I like records. So the journey is a process where something really important is trying to be crystallized. Something really, really important that's, I would argue, this is my contemplative side coming out, my mystic, my inner mystic coming out. Um, something that already exists in you actually, or has already been born somewhere in you, it's wanting to be manifested. It wants to be externalized. It wants you to see it. It wants to be crystallized in the world. So it's something very sacred and holy, this crystallizing process. So sitting in silence, sitting in quiet, sitting in solitude and stillness it's extremely important because you got to let this stuff breathe. You've got to let it start at the microscopic level. Uh, you know, like it's incubating. You don't want to mess it up. In the early stages of your of a pregnancy, like when I was pregnant, I remember, I thought to myself, oh, like I thought to myself, oh, I have to be so careful. Like I have to not fall down the steps. Yeah, that's true anyway, but you got to give this crystallizing thing some breathing space. That's another quality. Here's another one. You will have nothing short of a hundred questions per day about the journey itself. When you're on a journey, you spend the majority of your time questioning everything, (laughs) questioning where you are on the journey, when it's going to be over, what's happening, what should you be doing, 
which by the way, should is a really, really clear way of knowing that shame is lurking, by the way. It's like waiting for you to be like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this and I'm a terrible, terrible person and I'm doing this badly. Uh, so just keep that in mind. But you will have nothing short of 100 questions per day, maybe more. It's so much. There are so many questions. There is doubt. There is judgment. You know, you're picking up cues from other people. Everybody's got opinions. You're trying to like hear them. Like you want to listen to people's opinions. Just don't take them as fact right away. Sit with them and let them marinate a little bit. Um, but there's also like inner judgment. There's fear. There's, you know, this urge to follow your impulses. There's an urge to escape. Is that okay? Is that not, you know, there's a thousand questions, sorry, a hundred, (laughs) upwards of a hundred questions per day. But here's the thing. Can you notice the questions without having to answer them? If that's something that's difficult for you anyway, like if you're the kind of person who feels compelled to find answers to questions very quickly, or you are an answers person, or you are a solution focused person, this will be very difficult for you being on a journey. Because, uh, yeah, it's just not a place of answers. It's a place of a lot of questions. So when you have those questions, notice them, you don't have to answer them, go back to the stillness, and try not to bump the crystals. Okay. Here's the next quality. I think I only have, hold on, how many more do I have? Okay, this is the last one, and then we're going to tell you some other stuff. The last quality, this will sound familiar, the way out is through. The journey is about the journey. The journey is not, <laughs> this is Steve Tyler from Aerosmith, uh, or maybe it's Bon Jovi, but life is a journey, not a destination. Like the point is not where you're going to get. It's the journey itself that matters. Here's the thing when a baby, sorry, I don't know why, like there's a lot of birth stuff happening in this episode. Like it just feels like some, you know, when I say something's going to be born, I think baby, when a baby is ready to be born, there is no staying inside that mama's body. It is going to happen one way or the other. It is going to come out. This baby is coming out, period. So when you are on a journey, keep going. Don't stop walking. You know, take your water and your rest breaks, your sitting still breaks and all that, like I said, but keep going. Don't give up. Don't escape. Don't take the easy route. It is not worth it. It will you know, uh, what is it? My friend Kristen says, uh, it's, it's easier, but it costs more. Something like that. It's like, you feel like you're paying less when you escape, but you really end up paying more. So, uh, our good friend Rilke has two amazing quotes that have to do with this journey situation. This this particular quality, the last two particular qualities of this journey. 
So I'm going to read these to you. And maybe you've heard these. Maybe I've read them even before on these episodes. I forget. But uh, here are the two that I like that have to do the most with this topic. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart. And try to love the questions themselves. Like locked rooms. And like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given to you because you would not be able to live them. The point is to live everything. Live whatever comes, right? Live the questions now. Live the questions, not the answers, the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answers. (laughs) not super satisfying but really beautiful nonetheless and true by the way here's a second quote this is a shorter one let everything happen to you beauty and terror and just keep going no feeling is final no feeling is final just keep going no feeling is final this is what the mountain has to say right it's this Uh, keep holding on, keep gripping onto the earth, keep remembering you are unshakable. The journey is full of wind. The journey is full of questions, uncertainties, love the questions themselves, live into the questions, lean in, lean in, don't be afraid because that's where the journey is. It means it's actually happening answers will keep you in stasis sometimes and just keep going because no feeling is final everything belongs because no feeling is final okay um here's my invitation and then i'm going to read three poems to you about this uh my invitation is kind of a funky invitation this week because it's not really like an invitation. It's almost something completely different. It's like a, yeah. Look for signs. If you're in a journey right now if, or you are going to be soon, think about this. If you're listening to this, you either are in a journey or you're about to be probably. And uh, you can come back to this episode when you are. <laughs> so here's the wisdom for when you are. Look for signs of new life that are pulling you forward and calling you deeper in because they're everywhere in this journey. It is this both. And it's this like slaughtered and standing thing. So don't focus on the slaughtered focus on the standing part. Remember that there are signs of life pulling you forward because that's what this is all about. It's about making you new and making you bigger than you've ever been. Okay, so I'm going to read. I read three poems this week by, actually four, uh, about journeys. Two of them are called The Journey, and one of them is called In the Interim Time. Yep, that is For the Interim Time. So I'm going to read them all to you here. So hopefully you're ready to listen to some good poetry. Close your eyes if you can, not if you're driving. But um, let these words wash over you and see what you think. This is called For the Interim Time, A Blessing for the Interim Time, 
by John O'Donohue. When near the end of day, life has drained out of light, and it is too soon for the mind of night to have darkened things. No place looks like itself. Loss of outline makes everything look strangely in between. Unsure of what has been, or what might come. In this waned light, even trees seem groundless. In a while, it will be night, but nothing here seems to believe the relief of darkness. You are in this time of interim, where everything seems withheld. The path you took to get here has washed out, and the way forward is still concealed from you. The old is not old enough to have died away, and the new is still too young to be born. You cannot lay claim to anything. In this place of dusk, your eyes are blurred, and there is no mirror. Everyone else has lost sight of your heart, and you can see nowhere to put your trust. You know you have to make your own way through. As far as you can, hold your confidence. Do not allow your confusion to squander this call, which is loosening your roots in false ground, that you might come free from all you have outgrown. What is being transfigured here is your mind, and it is difficult and slow to become new. The more faithfully you can endure here, the more refined your heart will become for your arrival in the new dawn. I think I've read that before, but who, who, who could, you know, who, we all need that again and again, right? The next one I'm going to read is David White, who, by the way, best friend of John O'Donohue. They were best friends. Um, John O'Donohue has passed into eternity. David White is still kicking here on earth. Uh, This is called The Journey by David White. Above the mountains, the geese turn into the light again, painting their black silhouettes on an open sky. Sometimes everything has to be inscribed across the heavens so you can find the one line already written inside of you. Sometimes it takes a great sky to find that first bright and indescribable wedge of freedom in your own heart. Sometimes with the bones of the black sticks left when the fire has gone out, someone has written something new in the ashes of your life. You are not leaving. Even as the light fades quickly now, you are arriving. Oof, I love him. I love him so much. Okay, last one. It's just so funny, right, that I have this many po- There, Like, this week I just happened to come across this many poems um, on journeying. This is called The Journey by Mary Oliver. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. 
though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own. That kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world. Determined to do the only thing you could do. Determined to save the only life you could save. I don't know what any of these mean to you. Um, So I will skip my interpretation. Not important. But maybe you listen to those again. And you think through what is defined and undefined for you in those. And pull out what speaks to your journey. And I would like to leave you with this blessing. Believe and know that something is ready to awaken in you and something is happening. Watch for signs of birth because they're there. Breathe on purpose. (laughs) Find stillness. Keep going. You've got this. Believe me, you do. And so much love to all of you around the globe, my dear lifers, my fellow journeyers, my friends. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And uh, I care so much for your journey. Take great care. upon another time Somebody's hands who felt like mine Turned the key took a drive Was free Highway curve Sunshine glow, Buckley on the radio, the cigarette was burning slow, so brief, just yellow. Where I stood
place where I was to be. Mm-hmm. 